Are you a virtual assistant juggling all the things? You know, inquiries, contracts, payments. It can feel a little overwhelming at times trying to keep up with everything, right? Well, meet your new business BFF, insert HoneyBook. Think of HoneyBook as the upgrade your VA business didn't even know that it needed, taking you from beginner to polished and professional in no time. I've been using HoneyBook since day one of my business, and let me tell you, it's been a lifesaver for this busy mom. It's user-friendly, lets you automate workflows, and my favorite part is that it's completely customizable, so it'll look like it's native to your brand. I know what you're thinking. Do I really need a customer management platform? Well, spoiler alert, yes, you do. It's the secret ingredient that's given my VA business a 98% success rate of turning curious inquiries into solid bookings. Now, here's the deal. You can score an amazing 50% off right now if you use the link in the show notes. That's right. You heard that correctly. 50% off your entire subscription for any plan. And trust me when I say your business deserves the HoneyBook Upgrade. Welcome back to another episode of the Millennial Mom Movement Podcast. Today, we're talking about one of my favorite topics to dive into, which is productivity hacks. As a seasoned virtual assistant, I know my way around the block when it comes to productivity, and I'm excited to share a few of my favorite tips and tricks that I use every single day in my business and in my life. All right, let's dive on in. Welcome to the Millennial Mom Movement, a podcast that's all about redefining what it means to be a working mom. I'm your host and business BFF, Amanda Rush Holmes. Each week, we dig deep and reverse engineer how to make money on your own terms. Get ready for inspiring insights, fun chats, and tangible tips to rewrite your success story. Let's dive on in. So it's no secret that as busy moms, time is a rare commodity around here. At least I can definitely feel that way on days when I'm trying to get the kids to school and I've got a million things on my to-do list and oh, something just popped up last minute. I understand firsthand how many things that we have to juggle as moms and as business owners, which is exactly why productivity is my number one focus in my life and in my business. And so I want to share with you a few things that I've learned along the way. And as much as I like to pretend I'm an expert, I am very much evolving. And I feel like what works for me in one phase of my business may not work for me in another phase of my business. So I'm going to share everything that I've learned and you can pick and choose which ones you feel like are going to be worth adopting for you and your life and your business and which ones you might save for later. So I think the biggest thing for me is I like to think about productivity, of course, in the business, but I found that if I can also be strategic with how I prioritize productivity in my personal life, it actually has a really positive impact on the productivity in my business life. And I think the reason for that is because the two are so integrated together, especially working from home. Those lines are 
very blurred. And as much as I like to set up those clear boundaries and hold the boundary, I also realize that sometimes there are days where they kind of mesh together a little bit and I'm okay with that. So I'm going to dive into the things that I do in my personal life and then how that affects my business life and then the things that I do in my business life to set myself up for success. So one of my favorite things that I do in my personal life is batching. And I think I shared this on the podcast before, but I batch mundane tasks that I don't hate doing, but let's be real, like nobody really looks forward to those. And I try to make them fun for myself. So a good, for instance, is laundry. I do not want to be that person that does laundry every single day because in my mind, that's another loop that I have to close every single day. And it bothers me because I'm like, oh, did I flip the load? Oh, has it sat too long? Oh, now I need to get the wrinkles out. Did I put that away? And it just feels like it's never ending. So instead, what I do is I pick one day out of the week. And a lot of times for me, this is Friday nights, which I know typically people do fun things on Friday nights. I'm the opposite. Friday night is like my self-care night. So I usually do the laundry. It's kind of my chance for me to have me time, as weird as that sounds. And my husband has his time too, where he goes and does like whatever guy things he wants to do hang out in the garage, watch football. Like I don't really care. And that's totally up to him of how he uses his time. But we typically spend Friday nights apart, as strange as that sounds. And then Saturday nights are usually the nights where we spend time together or do something fun after the kids go to bed. So that's kind of what our life looks like. So I utilize this time to catch up on the chores that we've assigned are my responsibility for the house. And for us, we've agreed that I'm just better at laundry than my husband. That's just the flat out facts, okay? The man tries to fold a little tiny onesie and I've never seen anything like this before. It's hilarious. So I take care of the laundry. But is this something I look forward to? Probably not. So I try to make it fun and integrate it into other things that are exciting for me. So I'll throw in a load of laundry and then I'll go take a bubble bath and read a book that I have been looking forward to or listen to a podcast or something along those lines or just honestly use that time to sit in silence and think. So the reason that I do this is because batching the laundry all on one day on Friday, one, makes me feel like I'm set up for success to actually enjoy a little rest and relaxation for the weekend and I'm not having to run errands. I will also typically go grocery shopping on Friday. So a lot of times I'll squeeze this in in the afternoon before everybody gets off work and I'll take a quote lunch break for my work day and go run to the grocery store. And it's amazing how fast you can grocery shop when there's nobody in your way. I can typically get a full week's grocery shop done in like 20 minutes flat. And that's with the baby in tow. So I like to batch these things because it sets me up for success for the weekend and then the week ahead. And I don't have to worry about doing it on the weekend. Now, I totally know everybody doesn't have that luxury, but even going grocery shopping at like 8 p.m., you're probably going to find that there's nobody at the store because it's kind of a strange time. So thinking outside the box of how you can batch those mundane tasks, but also maybe do them when it's more of an optimal time for you and you're not wasting time because you're fighting the crowds or having to go to the grocery store like every other day because you didn't plan ahead, which brings me to my next one. I like to plan out my meals. Now, as much as I would love to get to a point where we're meal prepping, we're just not there yet. So I plan out what we're going to have for dinner. And instead of saying like Monday, we're going to have this, Tuesday, we're going to have this. I write out, I look at what's in the fridge and what's in the pantry. And typically I'll look and see if anything's on sale at the grocery store and combine those things and figure out, okay, what are some healthy meals that are easy for me to make this week? And I'll kind of look at what we have going on. Are we going to be out for dinner one night or go visit a family member or something like that? 
that. So I'll figure out how many meals I actually need to make. And then I'll come up with however many ideas I need based on our schedule. So let's say I know I'm probably going to cook five times out of seven day work week because we might have leftovers one night. And then let's say we go out to dinner another night or something like that. Then I'll pick out five meals that I know I have the ingredients to make or I'm going to get when I do that grocery shop. And instead of locking myself in and saying like, okay, Monday I have to make this, Tuesday I have to make this, I kind of decide on that day based on what's going on, what meal I want to make. Because you know, some meals take longer to prep, some meals are easier to throw together. And so I kind of let the circumstances dictate what meal we're going to have. But just knowing that I have a list to choose from and I already have the ingredients One, saves me time, but it also saves me money too because I'm not then going to the grocery store and buying things that I don't need and wasting time that way. So I'll meal prep in a sense in order to batch. That's one less thing that my brain has to hold as what is it that we're going to have for dinner. I will do the same thing for breakfast. So I'll kind of think through like, okay, what breakfasts am I and the kids going to eat? And what are we going to have on what days and making sure that we have ingredients for that. And that is something that I will sometimes meal prep ahead of time on a Sunday evening if I have time so that I can just pop something in the microwave or whatever. Because I typically am more focused on like the kids and getting them up and ready and out the door than sitting down and cooking a big breakfast. So that's something that has been helpful for me. And then usually to be honest, for lunches, I eat leftovers. So I don't really have to worry about that. So I recommend if there's things that are in your personal life that you can batch as well. I also do this with, this is going to sound funny, but washing the sheets on my bed or washing my car or cleaning out the inside of my car. Some of these things I only do like once a month. I'm only going to deep clean my car once a month and then I'll do maintenance the other times. Basically, the first week of every month, I mark it on the calendar. Okay, I'm going to go wash my car on this day because it works out well for my schedule. And then I do it and it's off my plate. I like to do things like this because then I can think about it. Okay, I only have to do this task 12 times in an entire year. And when I put it like that, it doesn't seem as bad. And because I prioritize these sort of household things, it allows me to free up the space in my brain to focus on business things because I'm not always trying to constantly close the loop. I'm not thinking like, oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Oh, when am I going to go to the grocery store? Or, oh, I need to flip that load of laundry or, oh, there's dishes in the sink. I create a schedule that works for me and then I follow said schedule and that gives me the space and clarity to be able to focus on things for work. And I kind of do the same thing for work. So I recommend looking at your schedule and figuring out, okay, how much time do I have and what do I actually need to accomplish that's going to move the needle forward? And a lot of people call this your big three. Basically, you're picking three things that absolutely have to get done today. I'll give you an example. So today, one of my big three was run payroll for our agency. Another one was follow up on an email. And then another one was having a meeting. Like those were three things that absolutely needed to get done today, rain or shine. And once I accomplish those big three, which honestly didn't take me that much time, then I can go down to my other to-dos. Now, when I'm thinking about planning my day, I know that my brain functions at its highest level in the morning. So a lot of times I'm going to assign myself those really creative, strategic, high-level tasks 
a lot of times that's writing, it's content creation, it's maybe making a plan for the agency, creating some sort of a document, like the list goes on and on. But anything that requires high level brain energy for me, I'm typically going to do in the morning. And then I save my afternoon for things like meetings, recording podcasts, admin, tasks that I've done a thousand times that take no brain power, things like that, that don't require as higher of a level for me personally. I also will save things like working out for the afternoon. I know a lot of people like to work out first thing in the morning. I'm the opposite. I would rather let my body rest and work my brain and then work my body later in the day when my brain is fried. And so I'll save things like that for the afternoon when I'm kind of hitting that afternoon slump and I'm like, okay, I really need a break. I'll go do a workout. And then a lot of times that gives me the energy that I need in order to finish out the day strong for work and also for my family. Now, when I say go do a workout, I should probably put like a little asterisk there as in attempting to do a workout while also taking care of a tiny toddler, which I should record because it's actually really humorous. Another thing that I recommend other than kind of segmenting your day like that is blocking out time for all the things at the bottom of your to-do list. So I love a good to-do list. I'm type A. I'm a Virgo, I'm an Enneagram 3, I'm like all the overachiever things that love the planning portion. And for me, a lot of times I'll create lists in order to get it out of my head or set reminders. And that's great. But then sometimes the list is so long, it overwhelms me and it stops me in my tracks. It makes me feel like, oh my gosh, there's so much work. I only have an hour. I couldn't possibly get this done. And so what I like to do is, again, starting with that big three, but then also sort of segmenting my to-do list as this is stuff that doesn't need to get done today, but it does need to get done at some point. That bottom segment, I'll actually block time off on my calendar and say, wrap up all loose ends, whether that's unanswered emails, whether that's tasks that I kept pushing off. And then I also like to take a really good hard look at that list because sometimes there's things on that list that can be delegated that I just felt like I should just do this myself. And then I stop and think, you know what? If I take two more seconds to show somebody else how to do this, then they can do that thing over and over again for eternity. And that then gets it off of my plate. And so a lot of times I'll sort of block out an hour, two hours to wrap up all those loose ends. And I like to do that every week or two weeks because that helps alleviate stress for me. And it helps me close that loop that's going in my head of, oh, don't forget to send this email or don't forget to message this person or don't forget to do this X, Y, and Z thing. There's so many little things like that. I also noticed the same goes for my personal life. So a lot of times it's like, call the doctor to reschedule that appointment or don't forget to do X, Y, and Z for the kid's school or don't forget that this day they need to wear this outfit. All of those things are loops that are open in our brain and they cause us stress and anxiety when if we focus on closing those loops, it actually creates an environment where we can be more productive. So a lot of times I look at those things and I ask myself, do I need to do this? Or is this something that I can maybe lean on my husband for? Maybe he can go schedule the appointment. Maybe he can go to set appointment for me and then I get an hour back of my time. Maybe if it's something where they have specific days where they need to wear things, then I'll go ahead and write that on the calendar and pull those outfits out and lay them out for the week and say, okay, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday is this, here's all the outfits. And then I don't have to think about it. And it's so much easier in the mornings when we're busy and we're trying to get out the door, the kids can just grab their outfit, put it on and go. I hope this encourages you to take a really good look at what things you have both in your personal life and in the business life of yours that you can optimize. 
How can you think strategically about batching things, about creating space for things and utilizing your calendar in order to support the workflow that you need? I like to think of working almost like an airplane. Have you ever seen an airplane take off before? If you've ever been on an airplane or even watched an airplane take off, it takes a lot of fuel to get up and off the ground. But once you're in the air, it's smooth sailing, you're coasting and you're good to go. And then you have to land the plane. Well, when you're working, whether you're doing stuff in your personal life or on the business side of things, you are said airplane. It takes a lot of energy to get up and off the ground. But once you're there, it's really easy to coast. And then you have to then use energy to land the plane. If you're constantly bouncing around from task to task and you don't have a clear plan as to how you're going to spend your time, what your priority is, and what you're going to accomplish, you are likely going to be running out of gas because It is so much easier to say, okay, I'm going to do all the laundry on this one day. Use your energy, get up in the plane and then coast and then you land and you're done. Then every single day, try to work up the energy to get the plane up and off the ground and then land it again. So hopefully that analogy makes sense. I always like to think of things in relation to other things. I also hope this episode encourages you to hack your way into your most productive last quarter and especially going into the new year. All right, friends, I will see you guys next week. Same time, same place. Bye for now. You just finished another episode of the Millennial Mom Movement Podcast. And because I know you're a mover and shaker, here's your action item. Snap a screenshot of this episode, share it over on Instagram, and tag me at Amanda Rush Holmes. Each week, I'll pick one person and send you a Starbucks gift card on me as my way of saying, hey, thanks for hanging out with me on the regular and being a part of this incredible movement. See you next week.